0: Thanks for listening. Love you, mean it. Welcome to RealPod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing back. I was at Coachella this past weekend and I ran into one of my favorite girly pops, Miss Ali Yost, who is this week's guest on Real Pod. So what a fun coincidence. Ali and I had the best time. The weekend was amazing. I ran into her and we spent some time together for a hot sec, which was great. She's truly the sweetest, such a genuine, nice human being. And I'm so glad that Not only did I get to see her, but now you get to kind of feel like you're hanging out with Allie, too, as you listen to this really well-rounded and I feel like really relevant conversation about just kind of all things relationships, whether it's friends, exes, recognizing red flags, all that good stuff. I mean, Allie has over 1.4 million followers on TikTok where she is known for her heartfelt and really eye-opening advice. And they're just these small, quick little videos, but they hit so hard. And is going to be talking about those today. We're going to be getting more advice from her. And she really just takes on the persona of like your big sis. And I feel like we all need that energy in our life. We all need that loving big sis to wipe the tears and be like a girly. It's going to be okay. And that's the energy we're getting today. Allie also has her own podcast called Girly Popcast, which she just started. She's like on episode 10. So make sure you give that some love if you enjoy our episode today. You can find all of that in the episode description before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Fallon. What's up, Fallon? Fallon's username was Fallon. Not Jimmy, though. Love that. And their five-star review says, I love all of your content, Victoria. This is actually the first podcast I've ever really gotten into because it's so relatable, informative, engaging, and most of all, real. You're always putting out great content that's so prevalent in my life and a bunch of other people's too. Thanks for all the hard work, girl. P.S. The new intro just got me good. I absolutely love it. Fallon, thank you. This makes me smile ear to ear. And I so appreciate the love on the new intro. You guys, we never really discussed that, but the new intro, I mean, I'm obsessed with it. I think it is so perfect. I love that it has snippets from all of our amazing guests. I think it's upbeat. But it's real. I mean, it's everything I want you to feel as you're gearing up to listen to this podcast. So Fallon, thank you for noticing that. I so appreciate it. If you're enjoying Real Pod and you want to leave me some feedback, you can head over to iTunes where you can leave a review or on Spotify or Apple. You can just click a star rating. You could leave us some stars, hopefully five. We would We would love that. Everything really, really helps out the show. I hope you're loving the show. And I want to thank you for tuning in every week and making this possible. Without further ado, let's dive into this episode with the one and only, the girly pop of all girly pops, our TikTok big sis, Miss Allie Yost. I am going to be very surprised if you want to be my friend after this Oh, because I, I am a whopping hour late. I do want to be your friend and I <laughs> know how stressful it is to be in situations where like you get the time wrong or you're panicked. Yeah. And so that's why I love to go hard on the don't even worry. We're totally you're the best. fine. Because you're literally the best. I know what it's like to be panicked in this situation. You're, just
1: like, you're juggling like a trillion things at one time. I just I wish I had like three of me sometimes in that sense, you know, where right. I can be like the responsible Allie that like has everything jotted and triple dip, like all <laughs> the checking and then the one that shows up for things. And then I just need
0: multiple of me. Right. You're like, who's showing up today? Yeah.
1: So you're visiting L.A. How is it? What do we think? It's been awesome. Yeah. This is like my third time to L.A. for work. I like visited LA for like two minutes as like a little touristy moment a few years ago, but yeah, it's awesome. This has been the busiest I've been since like out of all three trips though. It's just been a lot of like brand stuff, showrooms, like just showing up to different events, things like this. So it's been really awesome, but also I'm just kind of like, oh my goodness. right?
0: It's like a lot. It's like living the celebrity life. You're like, I'm coming to LA for work. What is this? People want to see me? People (laughs) want to talk to me? Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's so fun though. And where are you visiting from?
1: So I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. I've been living there for six years, but I'm originally from upstate New York. So I was born and raised in Rochester, New York. But yeah, I love Charlotte. It's awesome. You get like the city vibes without it being like a city. So I do like it. So yeah, it's awesome. My family's there too. So we kind of just all moved down together. But I love getting out here to like the West Coast because I never really spend time out here because I'm from the East Coast, still living in the East Coast. So it's like a whole new world out here. It's very different.
0: It is, it is different. And it can really be like whatever you make it. People always say, how do you like living in Los Angeles? Yeah, And it just depends. I mean, if you choose to live the life where you surround yourself with bougie people and social climbers and you're only in Beverly Hills. There's so many different kind of worlds you can be in, in LA for sure. And sometimes I feel like I'm not even in the world. And it's weird because then I get FOMO seeing all these creators together. Like I'm hearing about all these parties and all these events. And I'm like, should I be going to that? I don't know. I feel like I should be there. You know? Yeah. But it's also like, but why? But why? To say that I've been mm-hmm. challenging myself to say that I was there, mm-hmm. to meet these people because they have followers and we might collaborate. Like, right. is my intention genuine? And oftentimes mm, it's not. So it's like, period. you got to catch the wow, side of that. you. Yeah. That's where you're like, it's more just like showy where you're like, I just want to look
1: cool. I want to look like people, you right. know, like want me there. But it's like, are you really going because you want to though?
0: And you know what else? Today I went to a PR firm to get styled for an outfit for this red carpet I'm going to, which if I said it like that, it sounds, oh, that's so big time. Someone stalled you for a carpet. Here's the real deal. Yeah. My friend and I were pitched to go together as like each other's plus one. So it's like they only have to think about one person. We're bringing each other, you know, just the amount of stuff that happens behind the scenes to create the idea that you are someone or you're something. It's like this like picture perfect version of yourself, you know? Right. And it's not even accurate. And so I feel like on my social media, like I always just try to kind of throw in the absurdity or the realness behind what led to these events. Oh, thanks so much. Oh, I feel like you do a great job of that too. Like you, despite, you know, your aesthetic, which is like iconic. I mean, your whole outfit today, your hair, your nails, your makeup, everything, but you're still so genuine.
1: Mm. Thank you.
0: So is this what you wanted to do? Like when you were a kid, did you think I'm going to be on social media? I'm going to be be
1: a TikTok star. Yep. So I'm going to say this in a way that this, this isn't an arrogant thing to say, but like, I always kind of had a feeling and my parents knew too. You look back at like, they always joke about looking back at home videos of me when I was like, just a little bean. And they're like. You were always like, mom, you have the camera out? Camera okay, right here. Like, that's always been me. I've just kind of always been like a little bit of a diva where I just, I've always known I needed to be in some type of spotlight. I didn't know what it was. At first, I thought I was going to be like a famous singer. At first, I thought I was going to be oh an God, actress. Same. I thought I, I was, stuff. girly, I like tried out for American Idol and The Voice. When no. I was 16 and 18 years old, like when I was a teenager, I was like, I'm going to be Taylor Swift. Well, not <gasps> Taylor Swift, but I can't write music. But... I'm obsessed.
0: with will you sing or is it too much?
1: Maybe in a little bit. Okay. We'll sing. we'll I'll, I'll cue us out for the nice little song. I so love like, that. But yeah, so I just, I always knew I needed to be in some type of spotlight, some type of entertainment, but I didn't know what it was. Then, yeah, so like back in the Vine days, that's where I like really started. And I just remember like I went to community college and I kind of was just like going to school because that's what you're supposed to do. Like after high school, you go to college. But I just didn't know what I wanted to do really. So I went for business and I was just kind of like barely getting through it. Like sissy, I was like, barely passing. I just didn't, I didn't have a passion for school like that. And especially it's just hard when you don't know what you're there for. There's like no real motivation or push behind it. You know, it's like, I don't really have any like goals or dreams when it comes to like college. So I don't know what to do. But uh, of course, it's like, you know, that's, like, if you're going to be successful, you have to go to college, you know? So it's, it's hard because I just felt so stuck in that sense. So I, anyway, so I literally was like in the parking lot, like dreading going to class or whatever. Right. And I'm just sitting in my car making stupid vines. And then one day they just started to go viral. And it was very much similar to what I do on TikTok where I'm just like venting about my life or my, I don't know, complaining about boys. Or giving advice. We're giving advice. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if Allie, 18, 19 year old Allie was really that valid to give advice, but like, okay. <laughs> But yeah, so I kind of started growing like a following and, you know, like an audience on the internet that way. And then obviously Vine, you know, kaput. So then I just started with like, you know, I continued with Instagram and YouTube and I made like makeup tutorials on YouTube, vlogs, like just like very lifestyle stuff. And then obviously the pandemic hit and I told myself I was not going to download another app to just get addicted to, like mindlessly scroll on. But obviously we're all at home. We have nothing better to do, right? So I downloaded TikTok and I was like, let me just give this like one more try, you know, because for a long time I thought that Vine was just like that's it, you know. I I, I had like 200k on Vine, so I was just kind of like, yeah, maybe that was just like the peak of my, you know. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it was it, it was it's over now, you know. I was like, let me just give it one more chance. So I probably within like three months of being on TikTok, I started to go viral and growing a super, super loyal fan base.
0: Yeah, And for those listening who might be unfamiliar with Ali's videos, I'd say like your most viral ones are you looking at the camera and just giving this really insightful, truthful, heartfelt advice, Mm. whether it's about boundaries, red flags, having higher self-esteem, having confidence. Mm. And I'm curious because, and your advice is, it's A1, girl. Like it is, it's really good stuff to give advice like that and to be aware of like the healthy way to approach conversations. Yeah. I would assume you got to go through some shit to, totally, to understand. totally. So, I mean, tell us. Yeah. So,
1: and that's why I'm like, you know, you're like mentioning advice with like Vine version, Allie. It's like, I mean, Allie went through like, like one high school breakup. Like I didn't really have a lot of, you know,
0: I've definitely lived better, experience. So.
1: Yeah, so I would say like the the most, <laughs> the most viral one that's I, I guess gone even as of just re- recently. I made a TikTok where I just said, you know, if you're afraid that somebody is going to hurt you or they're screw you over or if they're going to cheat on you or whatever else, and you are like almost trying to let them know, like, hey, if you do this you're really going to hurt me. Like, I'm really great. I'm a great girlfriend to you. I'm a great friend to you. Like, please don't do this. It's going to hurt my feelings. Or if, you know, like your boyfriend's out and you're afraid he's going to cheat on you or you're afraid he's going to do something that you don't appreciate and you feel like you actually have to like stop them from doing it or like, you know, let them know that, you know, please don't do that. I've felt that many times in relationships where I felt like I had to constantly text my boyfriend all night and be like, okay, so what are you doing now? Okay, so where are you now? If this is your person, you should not feel like you have to prevent them from doing those things. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, let them. If if that's their true colors, if that's who they are, if that's what they're capable of doing to you, then let them. It's going to hurt. I'm not saying like... (laughs) Go out there and get hurt, sis. Yeah, let everybody screw you over. But if people are capable of doing that to you, don't try to stop them from doing it. Because I think the right person would never even think to do something Mm -hmm. like that. You shouldn't have to feel like you're like molding this person into what you need, you know?
0: Yeah, it's not your responsibility. And I've done that so many times.
1: Right. Yeah. So it definitely comes from experience. A lot, a lot of these TikToks are from shit I've gone through, you know. Even in friendships. You know, I've made some where it's like, I (laughs) was crying on the internet, but I was like, you know, that feeling where you just feel like somebody is like drifting out of your life and you don't know how to stop it from happening. It's it's like you're almost like you're like you can feel them drifting out of your life and you don't know why. And you also don't know what else you can do to keep them in your life. That's like the worst feeling. Honestly, that was like such a sad moment for me because it's like you just want to be the most for people. And sometimes they just they just drift out. And it's not always your fault, you know, and, and it, even if you did everything you can, you don't know all the other things that you know, kind of go on behind the scenes with them. Or also you just don't know the greater picture. You don't know the plan. You know, you think that those people are supposed to be in your life forever. And maybe they were only just supposed to be there for the time that they were there, you know? And that's like really hard to accept sometimes. Definitely. Yeah. And it's
0: something that we don't really have to deal with until we get older. Because yeah. when you're young, you've got all the same people in your hometown, yes. the same group of best friends. Yes, and you grow up and- You're like re- in this little bubble where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, but these are my friends for life. And then life happens and then you grow up, you know? And it requires effort. It requires mm. attention. It requires communication. And yeah, it can be sad for yeah. sure. And that's something that I've- had to think about a lot planning a wedding you know with bridesmaids with a oh bachelorette God, party it really does feel like you are actually sitting down and definitively describing like what someone means to you if they did fall out of your life if you think that this will be a friendship forever and you want to extend like an offer to show how much you care yeah it's interesting and it it does hurt hurts. so how did you go through that in losing a friend
1: I just think I had to you know everything I said I think I just kind of had to accept it and be like you know like at the end of the day I know I did everything I could to try to maintain that friendship and it is what it is you know and I think honestly at the end of the day as long as you can say that then that's all you can ask
0: of yourself Okay, here is your official reminder that Mother's Day is just around the corner. So whether that is your mom, it is your grandma, it's yourself, it's a friend, it's whoever in your life that has been showing you that love and that warmth and that comfort, don't forget to pick up something special for them. Okay, they deserve it. And lucky for you, Macy's has got you covered with their gift finder and amazing gifts at any price. If you go to macy's.com slash gift finder, Macy's has gifts for every budget. Whether you're looking for the coziest slippers for just under 25 bucks or treating that special someone to something luxe like Dolce & Gabbana sunglasses. Wow, who wouldn't love that? Or maybe it's like, does mom love breakfast in bed? You can spoil her with an espresso maker and more top-notch cookware. Or if you're always stealing her makeup, you can buy her some new glam with a Mac lipstick set or a dry bar hair dryer. If she's your fashion icon, you can get her a Steve Madden handbag to polish off her look. I mean, there is something for everyone at macy's.com slash Not to mention who doesn't love a good chocolate, right? Like Godiva for the foodie, Fitbits for a gym buddy, or philosophy perfume for the beauty obsessed. It is as easy as heading to macy's.com slash for all of these incredible ideas making the Mother's Day gift search a whole lot less stressful and making it a really memorable one for whoever you're gifting. So thank you, Macy's, for making it so easy for us to shop for Mother's Day by going to Macy's, M-A-C-Y-S dot com slash gift, G-I-F-T-F-I-N-D-E-R, gift finder, Macy's dot com slash gift finder to make this Mother's Day a memorable one. Okay, the other day I was wearing my booty by Brabant's, top and bottoms in the color slate. And this color is so stunning. It's that perfect mix of like a gray, but a blue. Oh my gosh. It's like an ocean or like a whale blue. It's beautiful. I got so many compliments and I was like, oh my gosh, well, this is actually Booty by Brabant, which is a sponsor of my podcast, Real Pod. Y'all know I've been hyping up Booty by Braybans for a while now. They are quality leggings that are a staple in every woman's wardrobe. I can mix and match mine with so many different things. I have the slate color. I have black. I have this beautiful burgundy maroon color. And Booty by Brabant is an inclusive athleisure brand founded by fitness instructor Kelly Brabant whose mission was to create leggings that would not fall down during workouts, which that is so important. That's their promise, right? And to remove numbers from the shopping experience because numbers should never define us. And I love that. You don't have to be looking for what size you are. Booty by Brabant are one size and they truly look great on me they look great when my best friend Aubrey tries them on and she's like half my size. The material is designed to stretch and flatter and fit every body, empowering women to feel confident and offering a whole new level of support and comfort for your workouts. They're also durable and designed to last you a lifetime. Isn't it the worst when you buy these expensive leggings and then in a month or two, you wash them wrong or they pile incorrectly and then they're ruined? Not with Booty by bray Bands. These are squat-proof, fade-proof, and pill-resistant and will not move no matter how intense your workouts are. They truly are a dream. Not to mention they have this amazing top-selling Croco skin fabric. And those are the kind that are, like, bumpy and they make everyone's booty look real cute. You know what I'm talking about? So I love these. Follow at Booty by Brabantz on Instagram and shop online now for 15% off using our exclusive code REALPOD at Bootybybraebands.com. Once again, that's Bootybybraebands.com. And if you shop online now using code RealPod, you will get 15% off. Also make sure to follow at booty by on Instagram. Have you been to like a lot of therapy, read a lot of self-help books? I, I mean, how do you know all this stuff?
1: I have never been to one single therapy session in my so life. So is your mental health really good? I mean, I struggle for sure, but I think a lot of it to be totally transparent is my faith. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not like a sitting down, read my Bible every night type of chicky, but I do have a lot of faith in God. And I know that, you know, at the end of the day, he he will always have my back. So that's huge and comforting to me. And also, like my parents are amazing and they just any piece of advice that I give is is obviously influenced by them. So whenever I go through these things, too, I've just I've just always had such a great relationship with them, with both my mom and dad, that they just have always given me that, you know, reassurance and I guess a little bit of that therapy, you know, in a way. (laughs) Right. Now, faith is tough.
0: I've like struggled with that. Just when you go through things in your life and you think, how does this make sense? sense. Yeah. Yeah. Why Mm -hmm. do bad things happen to good people? Mm -hmm. And that was really hard for me. Yeah. And I've sort of wavered off the path a little bit. Yeah. So were you raised religiously? Did you find God through life? I'm so curious. Yeah. So,
1: yes, I was raised religiously. But again, my, my family has just always been they never like shoved it down our throats, though. You know, like we've always identified as Christian, but we did not go to church every Sunday. Like we went for Easter and, and Christmas and stuff like that. But my parents still, you know, raised me and my sister with our, you know, our nightly prayers, our prayers at the dinner table and just like just being very casual about it, where it's just like, you know, they just kind of sprinkled it through our days of of you know just talking about god and and his grace and and again like just the bigger picture and knowing that like even though bad things happen there's so much good that can come out of it which sounds so confusing because you're like how can good come out of this you know but also i've seen it in my life so it's like i feel like my faith has gotten so much stronger as i've grown up because i have gone through some terrible things and terrible relationships but i have seen the light afterwards and i'm like okay I guess it it really is real. You know, like it happens. Are
0: you open to sharing a time that you felt really tested in my faith? I mean, like the terrible times you mentioned. Yeah.
1: I mean, honestly, just like just I would say like just really emotionally. Abusive relationships and how, you know, I, I was in those relationships thinking that that was like normal and, you know, just being constantly like, cheated on and having to forgive the person over and over again you know things like that and then coming out of it and feeling like what even is normal you know what I mean and like coming out of those relationships and being like totally clueless to it all and and then also having to like repair myself like I came out of it so much more definitely a different version of Allie that I came into it you know so I think yeah just relationships like that where it's like how do I like patch myself up and and get back to a place of
0: like really trusting somebody again or like really feeling good about myself again you know I'm so glad you brought that up because this idea of like not knowing what's emotionally abusive or what we deserve and like feeling you have to forgive
1: Mm.
0: just the way that love and lust and romance was portrayed to us in media and in movies Movies, and cartoons, yes Disney it was just false and I had a toxic relationship in high school too. I'm like, didn't we all? Yeah. Um. You got to start somewhere, right? Where you <laughs> yeah. look, you look back thinking, "I was so stupid." I cannot so believe stupid. that. Also, I mean, it's just ridiculous the amount of awesome, straight, ten out of ten, p- beautiful women that I meet that have all been cheated on. Like, what are
1: they? What? It's not us. No, literally, it's not us. The fact, but that that takes a long time to like <laughs> learn right. and be like, it's not me. Especially if you've been cheated on like multiple times by multiple men, you're like, is it me? Like right. really. St-
0: fucks with your mental, you know? Yes. And on this note of like red flags and things that are toxic. I mean, I've thought that and my friends, Mm. you know, if he should be texting you, where are you? Who are you with? What are you wearing? And it's like, oh, he's worried about me. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. Mm. That's not healthy. Healthy is have the best time. Text me that you get home safe. You look hot, babe. Yeah.
1: Can't wait to see you when you get home.
0: (laughs) Wear whatever you want. What? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like not this like, oh, you're wearing that. Right. Or, well, who are you trying to impress? Right.
0: Ew. Oh my gosh. And I saw this TikTok the other day. Like myself. I want to look hot for myself. Right, right. I saw this TikTok about this guy saying how to respond when like she won't let you hit when you come over. (gasps) I think I've seen. You, You saw that one too? Yeah. And it was like this basically teaching other men how to gaslight and like make her feel bad that she doesn't want to quote unquote put out or do something sexually that you've expected her to do. And that's something else with like going to prom, going to dances. I was 15 years old and some guy asked me to the dance and I said no because I didn't even like want to freak with him. I don't want to be forced to make out with him. Isn't that terrible? You feel like you owe it to them. Yeah. And that's been like embedded in
1: our brains for so long. And I I would love to know where the hell that came from. Because also even just like within the community of, of women, it was like, oh, my best friend, she's telling me that's like what I'm supposed to be doing with this guy. So even within girls, we just assume collectively that that's what we're like supposed to be doing. I remember prom night too, very vividly, where it was actually my boyfriend. the It was a very brief, brief relationship. But we went to prom. There was like this sleepover thing at, at somebody's home. And we like were all sleeping outside in the backyard in like our own little separate tents. And I was like terrified that he was going to make me even like I was completely a virgin at that point too. But it's like moments like that where it's like why do we have to feel afraid of being pressured into a moment and then and then we have to try to like wiggle our way out of it and like still be nice. But like, don't, you know. Right. And I think about, oh, my God, it's like haunting. I actually haven't it thought about is. this in a while. This is suppressed until you're... <laughs> and
0: you're bringing it to the yeah. surface. <laughs> OK, let's keep going. Let's go further. Let's look in. Oh my God. So I remember um, with my high school boyfriend, I was also a virgin for, you know. Yeah. Hot, hot minute. Me too. Um, And I said something I was like, like scared, too. <laughs> yeah. And we were starting to date and I, you know, just kind of said sex is not something like I see soon or yeah. that I want to do. Yeah. And very let down of me feeling bad. Oh, well, am I being too hard? And like, well, why? Poor guy. Maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. yeah. No. And then you start to feel bad. And then it's like you For setting a boundary. Yes. And yep. And I feel like that was one of the biggest differences in Max, who I'm with now, my fiance, just little things along the beginning of our relationship where So unfazed, so doesn't even care. Doesn't and your your eyeballs are huge. You're like, what do you mean?
1: Aren't you supposed to be like so offended by this? And he's like, what
0: are you talking about? It's fine, exactly. Yeah, and it's very sad to think about instances where people feel that pressure, and they succumb to it, and they don't understand that they can say no. Yeah, yeah. Full body chills. Totally, I agree. So now in relationships, do you feel like you have very obvious red flags or things that you look for that you run from? And what are they?
1: I think the first thing for me is that controlling behavior that you were talking about, you know, where it's like they kind of make comments about my appearance. I'm a a glamorous sissy. I like to like do a full beat glam. You know, I like to look nice. I like to feel hot. I'm like in my mid 20s, you know, we're going to get like all wrinkly and stuff when we get older. So this is the
0: time where I want to feel so confident. I and I like, love that. Yeah. Wait, can I just describe to the people? We've got <laughs> a silk blouse top on, cleavage looking fine. We have mm-hmm. these silk pants matching, these Prada white shoes, the hair, the makeup. I mean, you're killing it. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, but this is how I've always been. So it's like as soon as I meet a guy where I feel like
1: he's like trying to dim my light, or like, you know, I feel like when I'm around, today. him. yeah, like, or like, do you really have to wear all that makeup? Yeah. I want to wear all this makeup. I want to wear the lashes. You know, I appreciate the whole, you're so beautiful without makeup. You're so beautiful, natural. It's like, "Mm -hmm. I know I am. Yes, I am. (laughs) But I also really love to wear makeup. You know, like I love to feel that's just what makes me happy, you know, and to each their own. If there are women out there that don't vibe with that, let her live. You know, I think it could definitely be even in reverse where it's like, don't you think you could dress up a little bit more? Don't you think you could wear a little bit more makeup? Don't you?
0: It's like all of the above is just like, that's a huge red flag to me. So how do you respond and what would your advice be for people listening who, in both instances, let's say they're being pressured to do something physically that they don't want to or Mm. go somewhere that they don't want to Mm. or change something about the way that they dress that, Mm. that they don't want to? Yeah. I mean, you could say this as nicely as you want or
1: as blunt as you want, but I would just say, this is what makes me comfortable and this is how I want to live my life. So... That's what I would say. I'd say if you have a problem with how much makeup I wear or how little makeup I wear or that I'm not ready to sleep with you yet, this is this is my life and this is how I plan to live it. So I'm sorry if that's, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? An inconvenience. In- yes. <laughs> I'm sorry if that's an inconvenience to you, you know? And I think obviously… This confidence didn't just come out of the womb. Like this is from being in those situations so many times, and now I'm
0: at a point where I'm just sick of it, and I want to just live, you know. So, what was that sick of it moment? What was your rock bottom where you were like never again? I would say my last serious
1: relationship, and and you know what, he wasn't he wasn't in this sense where he he was telling me how how to wear how to be, but our lifestyles were just very different, and also there was just a lot of. Uh, like, unfaithfulness and and that alone. Like, even even in something like that, it's like, I don't want to accept this anymore. I don't want to feel cheated on anymore. I don't want to feel paranoid anymore. You know, I don't want to feel lied to anymore. And even just, like, lifestyle things, you know? Like, I just feel like he, he really tried
0: to be the guy that I needed, but that wasn't who he was. So how do you walk away when you are in love with someone, but you know that they treat you like shit? Yeah. Well, for me, I had some serious moments where I sat down and I said,
1: Allie, do you really love this man now, though? He's hurt you so many times. You literally can't trust him. You feel like he's living a double life. Do you really love him still? And I, that alone made me ball my eyes out because I would be like to myself, I'd say, I don't think I love him anymore. When so much damage is done, I think I love you as a person. I'm
0: not in love with you. You
1: are not my person.
0: You know? Mm-hmm. And you know why we cry and why it hurts so much is because it's like you still- we were rooting for you. Yeah. I think like I always think of that Tyra Banks thing. Yeah. It's like it's like I can't believe you've effed this up because I wanted it to be you and I wanted this to work out, but now it can't because of what you did. Totally. And it's like you're more upset that they did this
1: thing. Yeah. It's like because I gave them so many chances and I gave them so many moments where I was like, you know what, I get it, but like <laughs> we need to keep moving forward in a different direction. So it's like rooting for you. Like I literally gave you so many opportunities to make this right and you
0: just couldn't. And so, yeah, that's definitely like the saddest part is that acceptance. I will say, and I want to know your thoughts on this, something that I go by in relationships, whether it's with a significant other, Mm -hmm. a family member, a friend, is always a second chance, never a third.
1: Fully. I do
0: believe if people make mistakes- People
1: can learn from them. You can have
0: a second chance. I think it does depend on- what the mistake is, but I really do think people are human. You can have, yeah, 100%. People are human. we you make, make mistakes. You can have forgiveness. So always a second chance, never a third. And then also very interesting. Max and I read this book on relationships called eight dates and there's this chapter on trust and it kind of talks about giving trust. Yeah. This idea that someone has to earn your trust can be a little toxic, yeah. especially to start a relationship. It's like, well, how can I trust you? Yeah. Well, you've only known each other for a month, two months, you just have to give them your trust and yep. say, I'm going to fully trust you. Yep. I'm going to trust that you don't break that. Yeah. I think giving trust is a really interesting way to talk about it that we don't hear often. It's, you got to earn my trust. you got to prove. It's like, I don't know. I think there's so many mm-hmm. hoops to jump through. And then you never really do prove it. And they never really know. You have to say, I'm going to take a deep
1: breath. Yeah. I'm going to give you my trust. I'm trusting this person. And then as soon as they give me a reason to not trust them, mm-hmm. then, that, then that's how you need to approach it. I, I love, love that. Percent. I like that a lot.
0: You probably think that you are better now. Better now. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. But when I'm reading about our sponsor, BetterHelp, and I'm coming off of a wild festival weekend, I can't help but sing Better Now for BetterHelp. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, BetterHelp. I love BetterHelp. We're always talking about how great they are on this podcast because BetterHelp is making therapy affordable and accessible to all. It's customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You don't have to leave your house. And because this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, RealPod listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash RealPod. Look, stress shows up in all kinds of ways and in a world that's always telling you to do more, right? Allie and I are gonna talk about this today. Do more, do more, be more. It's like grind all the time. This is your reminder right now to take care of yourself, to do less, to maybe try some therapy. If you think that's something that can help you. I've loved using BetterHelp. It was so easy to figure out. It's not intimidating at all. I took my first one from the comfort of my bed under the covers. And no matter what you're struggling with, family problems, mental health issues, stress, breakups, feeling overwhelmed, all of that, you are valid in those feelings. And there is a counselor at BetterHelp who wants to help you and wants to work with you. So once again, you can head to BetterHelp, dot com slash RealPod for 10% off your first month. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try to see if online therapy can help lower your stress. RealPod is proudly sponsored by BetterHelp, and you can get your 10% off discount for your first month at BetterHelp.com/RealPod. That's BetterHelp.com/RealPod. What else comes to mind when you think of like groundbreaking relationship advice that has helped you?
1: Ooh, well, another thing that I've really grown into is like being comfortable with being alone. I realized that I was very uncomfortable being alone. I've jumped from relationship to relationship to relationship. There was a point where I literally hadn't been single since I was like 17 years old. So. And what was the need there? Like, what were you chasing? I just love to love. I just love to love people. I love to be in relationships. I love to give all of my love and affection to somebody. I think honestly, it's just, I just love loving people. And so it's like hard for me to just sit around I mean I love I mean I have Gracie Mae my little dog so you know I love on her all the time but yeah I I think I just like I'm just such a love person I love
0: love you know I was definitely that chickie who just like grew up on all the Disney and all the like rom-coms so did you think you were sometimes pretending or convincing yourself you were in love when you were not totally yeah I think so too
1: yeah like I think in moments like that I I was like no you're like really happy you love this person and I would still like I would like go out like above and beyond. And like, I mean, at one point I was even living with my ex. And so and he traveled for work. So it was like I was like doing his laundry and folding everything. And I was I was doing like every love language under the sun, you know, where I just wanted to be everything for him, you know. And so I think
0: I just really, really love loving people. But now you've been single for how long? (laughs)
1: I guess, uh, yeah, I've been officially single for two months. Okay,
0: wait. So then, so then, did this this phase of loving this just ended two okay, months ago? I,
1: there's some background. There's some background. Okay, so my last serious relationship, this one that I keep talking about, ended over a year ago. Okay, and then I had a few months in between there where I was definitely single. Then this man came into my life who's like from my past. Almost four years ago now, and we like dabbled in seeing each other, but I was I I did not want to for this exact reason. I was like, I know I have to have a moment of singleness. I need it for myself. I'm living on my own for the very first time in my life, and I'm honestly I'm loving it. I'm thriving, you know. So and because again, I was just like I was like housewifey like with my last ex, where I was like living with him and everything. And I mean, it was because we had well, at least for me, I had plans of future and like engagement and marriage and blah, blah, blah. So. Um, and you really felt that for this person? Yeah, I did. I thought I did. I thought I did. But the thing with him was like, I, I jumped into that relationship only two months after I was out of another serious relationship. So I think, again, I just like wanted something and I just like met him and I was like, oh, well, then it's with him, you know? So yeah. So then for like another six months of me seeing this guy from my past, I finally was, like, okay with saying that we were boyfriend and girlfriend. So I did have, like, a solid time of singleness in that. But I still kind of, like, was, like, seeing someone and stuff. So now I definitely feel like I am fully, fully, fully ready to be just, like, single. No men. I want to be, like, single, single. And just really just focus on myself. And and just, like, thrive on my own. And focus on my career. and my. I just feel like this is the time in my life where I need to do that. So with your relationship with yourself, mm-hmm. what do you think is the biggest thing you're working on. I mean, yeah, kind of like what I've been saying, just like not being so codependent on someone, you know, even friendships. I've lost a lot of friendships as of lately, too, where I feel like, you know what? I don't know. And there are times where I like look up at the sky and I'm like, so God, like, you know, if they're not meant to be in my life, I appreciate it. But like, why are we doing this all at one time? Like, why are they all gone? <laughs> it's it's kind of painful that we're doing it all at one time. I get the whole like ripping off the band aid, but can we like gradually kind of do it, you know? Right. So yeah, I honestly think that it's because I don't have the answers yet. I might know in a few months, maybe a year. I don't know. I think it's because I'm supposed to be in a whole nother chapter of my life, like not even in Charlotte anymore. Like, I think I'm supposed to be moving out to L.A. I think I'm supposed to be just just Thriving in my job and my career. And I think he really just was like, okay, no relationship, no serious friends here in Charlotte. Like, there's nothing really holding you here anymore. You know, like this is your moment to just thrive like you were supposed to all these years. You know what I mean?
0: Mm -hmm. That's what I
1: believe. So,
0: yeah. And honestly, just to create some healthy discussion here, (laughs) I don't believe everything happens for a reason. Okay. I believe that you get something out of everything Mm. a thousand percent. Mm. But for me, it's unrealistic to imagine that there is already a charted path for oh. my life. For sure. That's yeah. made. Yeah. So then what's the difference when you feel like there's something next to be going to, but also don't believe your plan has been
1: preset? Yeah. I can respect that, but for me, in my brain, I do feel like my plan is preset. Like I okay. think I think God does like fully know who I'm supposed to marry. I do think that there is a plan for me. But I think that all comes down to obviously, you know, whatever gets you through the day. No. Really, that's what gets me through the day. Which I like, it's okay. There's a plan. <laughs> you know, if there's somebody out there. He knows where he is right now. Like it's fine. You know what I mean? It's just like what keeps me living. Yeah. It keeps me going. So. I
0: I appreciate that. And I think that is a big reason why religion is so helpful for so many, is it yeah. is it is a relief to think I don't know why but it's going to be for something good. Like yeah. I envy- it just gives you that hope.
1: It gives yeah. you that something. Otherwise I'm literally just floating and I have no idea what's going on. Okay,
0: let me add to that because that is also scary, right? To think totally to think okay, well if there is no plan, then what the fuck is the point? Wait, what am I here this for? This is scary. And I totally like understand that. So, that was kind of like the when I was in my (laughs) depressive episode in college, I was really having an existential crisis of like, what is the point of life? Why am I here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I saw this meme that I'll never forget. And people who follow my content a lot, I probably heard me say this a million times, but it basically was the stick figure and it said nothing matters. And it was just really dark and like, nothing matters. Like this is so dark. I don't like that. I just feel like that like, wait, then the next picture was the same stick figure, happy, bubbly, and it said, "Nothing matters." Uh, like, oh, oh, when they're on the bus, I've seen a meme like that
1: where oh, they're like, he, "There's these two you people see the on the dark side and the light and side, he's like looking at all this darkness." And right. then, but then
0: if you just go literally to the other side of the bus, it's like right. sunshine
1: and like the most beautiful
0: view. Right, and I feel like there is a relief and a freedom to wake up and say nothing matters like yeah. in this beautiful way there is no stressful plan I can just do whatever I, I want have a conversation with this human see where life takes me where this door takes me yeah and that I think to me was the hope and like this relief that it's not at it's not that deep. serious it's yeah it's yeah. not that intense yeah just have a good time of your life as long as
1: you are happy you know and literally that even comes down to like just day-to-day stuff
0: it's like I Pizza for breakfast. It's like literally just eat the pizza for breakfast, you know? Like just do what makes you happy. So you give me vibes of someone who doesn't overthink their thoughts and what they say. Like I don't get anxiety from you. Yeah. Is that is that the case? (laughs) I'm definitely anxious sometimes. Really? Most times. Well, but here's the thing: it's okay to not be anxious and to not be depressed and sad. And I honestly feel like we're in this weird place where everyone has to have some sort of mental Mm, health issue. And it almost ostracizes people who are doing amazing. It's like, well, we don't wanna hear from you. And yeah. that's unrelatable. Yeah. And I talked to that with another friend I had on the show at Corporate Natalie, who is happy, never had a depressive episode, yeah. doesn't need to go to therapy. Yeah. Is great. And it's almost like,
1: is there something wrong with me because I haven't? Right. You and do you feel that way ever? Sometimes, yeah. Like I, so my sister, I don't wanna like speak on her behalf too much, but we we we've differed in that sense. Like I've always pretty much I don't know, just like had my head in clouds and just like I'm just like living in a bubble and I don't really stress. I mean, yes, I have like day to day anxiety, but like I've never had episodes. My sister, on the other hand, uh, has not always been as lucky as me. Like she's definitely struggled with like mental health and, you know, just her identity and things like that. So like, I definitely know what it looks like. I've, I've been very close to it. But yeah, I've never really. I think that's also why. I mean, I'm sure I could use therapy. We all could use therapy, right. even if nothing's wrong. But yeah, I just I've never really struggled with moments like that. I would say. As you grow into your 20s, though, I mean, you're going to get more of that. Like, I definitely used to be a lot more carefree when I was younger. Obviously, that's so natural. But
0: yeah. So I know when we were texting, you mentioned how you could, you know, talk forever about social media and like that world. Mm. So has that world not caused you any anxiety or Absolutely. stress or obsession over follower growth? and Absolutely. Pers- com- hate
1: comments. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, so this is the crazy thing for me is like, and I don't want to jinx anything, but I have... Never really struggled too much with like hate comments or people who are mean to me on the internet. Of course, I've gotten it, but I've never been the type of creator, I guess, who's just been like bashed on all the time. And I'm so appreciative of that because I know sometimes it's like, in a lot of cases, they don't even deserve it. But yeah, when it comes to the work aspect of it, it's definitely it's hard to create boundaries in a sense. Like it's hard even with yourself, you know, because it's like I'm working for myself. I can work whenever I want, which means it also never shuts off. So it's definitely hard to because there are times where I literally found myself on my phone all day long and I'm so anxious and I'm like, why do I feel like this? And it's like, well, you haven't drank any water. You haven't eaten like you haven't breathed fresh air, you know. So it's like it's things like that. But yeah, I think just like having your face in your phone all the time is just naturally going to create so much. Like just as humans, we just need fresh air. We need like real, like, you know, human interaction. And I think that sometimes with social media, it kind of like, it's the substitute of like, I don't need to talk to anybody. You know, I'm talking to people all day on the phone, but it's just not, not the same, you know, which definitely affects my mental health sometimes. But I I, again, like I talk so much with my parents about it and my mom's like, it's probably because you haven't eaten any veggies in a couple of days, Ellie. Like you need to go outside, you know. Right. So yeah, it definitely it can it can mess with my mental for sure. Do you struggle at all with comparison? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Especially when it comes to growth, girly. Oh my gosh, because it's like TikTok is such an interesting platform. I've never worked with like a platform like this before, where you can grow so rapidly in like two seconds, or there's like months where you like are barely moving at all, and so then it's like, well, is it me? Am I doing something wrong? I grew a million followers in like less than a year. Now I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm still growing, but it's not like what I was. And then I look back at somebody who's maybe only been on TikTok for a few months and they have like millions and millions and they're verified and everything else. And I'm like sitting here. it It is so hard to not compare yourself in that. It, to me, it's more like of a success type, you know, it's not so much like body image. Yeah, not so much. I mean, we're all guilty of it, 100 percent. But for me, it's more so like, OK, well, what are they doing? that is working and I'm not doing. You know what I'm saying? So I do have to take moments to be like, do not compare your success to someone else's. You know, like you are again, here I am with like my my path thing. But like, again, this is just like my my comfort is like your plan is your plan. You're 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 doing everything you can. Right, Allie? Yeah. You're working your ass off. Right. Yeah. okay. So then just
0: trust the process, you know, On that note, what are the biggest keys that help you know your worth and feel confident in what you bring to the table that you think listeners could apply to their life?
1: Okay. Well, for me, a lot of it is like, honestly, like feedback from my followers. Like they are, they are the ones that seriously keep me pushing every day. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing the right thing. Like I'm making the right content because the feedback that I get from these people, like literally bring me to tears every day. And I'm like, you know what? if I get 50,000 views on this versus 5 million views on this, I look at the comments and I see what people say and I seriously touched and affected and helped these people and that's all I can ask myself at the end of the day just because because again it's very easy to get caught up in all of the like the stereotypical like oh well I didn't get this many views and I don't have this many followers it's like but I, at least when it comes to my work at the end of the day I know I'm helping people and I'm there for them when maybe they don't have anyone like that in their, in their life you know so it doesn't always it's not always about the numbers and I think it's it's I need to remember that sometimes too, you know? So again, like seeing those comments and stuff, I'm like, okay, you know, like I'm doing the right thing and I'm doing the most I can, you know?
0: Right. What about in a situation where you don't have any sort of validation externally? Mm. How do you talk to yourself? Honestly, at the end of the
1: day, like if you only have 30% today, you don't have 100%, you only have 30% and you gave all of that 30% today, you gave a hundred percent of your thirty percent. You gave a hundred percent of what you physically had today. That's all you can ask of yourself. So I think, like again, like if I can say, you know, if I can look back on my day and say I only had enough energy to literally just like eat my meals and shower today. I didn't have the energy to like work or like talk to people or do whatever, you know. But did I do those things? Yeah. Okay, well, then that's all you can ask of yourself. You know, like that's, you should be proud to say that you are giving 100% of whatever it is that you have that day, you know?
0: I think that's great. And it's so realistic because we cannot have 100% every day. Mm -mm. It is physically impossible Mm -mm. to have, be at your absolute best every day. And so to wake up in the morning and just acknowledge Mm. where your tank is, Yeah. And then- That's what it is. Do that and feel okay with it. Yeah. We don't always have to be 100% and we don't always have to be improving.
1: Totally. And becoming our best self. We can be stagnant for a few days, few weeks, few months. You know, it doesn't mean like you have to
0: always be on like a constant upcline. I just had that epiphany in my own life recently in a hotel room in the middle of nowhere. I feel like that's when they happen, Totally, yeah. In the middle of nowhere. in a bed somewhere. You're like, wow. I feel like I have had this always wanted to achieve and to- be the best and win. Mm -hmm. And it really drove me to a place of bad anxiety in college because I was just so afraid to not be perfect, especially in volleyball. And I'll never forget my therapist saying to me, well, why do you have to be the best? And-
1: And you're like, because I'm me, because I have to.
0: I literally said, because I have to. I did not feel like there was an option to not be the best and to not win. And- I you put think that,
1: it's like an ego thing.
0: I think I grew up in a neighborhood and in like an area where everyone, I, there was just a pressure, like mm-hmm. be a high performing student, a high performing kid, a high performing athlete. And then when I kind of had this big epiphany of nothing matters, I Mm -hmm. kind of came out like, oh, I don't have to be the best. I can fail and like, I'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then that kind of became what I talk about now, right? Is being real. It's okay to not be perfect. But then sneaky little drive to be the best is like, well, I want to be the best influencer that talks about realness. I want to have the most viral content about mental health. Yep. And I just the other day. So toxic. Yes. Was like, more is not life. Yeah. More has no end. Life is now with however much you have. And more
1: has no end. It's
0: been so freeing because I used to think if you're in a conversation with someone, genuinely, I used to think, oh, winning that conversation is like who's done more, who's done cooler things, who can name drop, who's more successful. But now I realize that the win is to be in that conversation and to be at peace, nodding and celebrating the success of someone else. Yeah. And not feeling like you have to compete with that. Yeah. Wow. I love that so much.
1: And honestly, yeah, that would bring so much peace to imagine just uh, how much better your days would be, too, when you can just like let that huge burden and the weight off of your shoulders just freaking go. Yeah.
0: And to let people like you can enjoy enjoy life more. Yeah. Mm Yeah. Yeah, it's, I love that. It's a lot. freeing because we live in a a world that is like a hamster wheel of just who's it doing more. There's never succeeding. an end. Yeah, there really is no end. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's never an end in money. Never an end in how you can keep yep. keep, keep getting promoted. Yep. And even the most successful people in the world are
1: still trying to reach. And they're like, "What else can I do?" And it's like you're literally one of the most successful people in the world, right? And you're still, where Where are we going now? The universe? Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's it really is never ending. And you can get into this obsessive type of cycle where then
0: I'm sure you look back on your life and you're like, where was my life? Yes. You know? And I'm trying to channel that desire. We all have this need to have. Yeah. I, I think it's like, as you're humans, when you're kids, you want this toy. You want this, you want to pick the flower. I mean, you want beautiful things. You want them. Yeah. And so I've been really trying to push this notion on myself of how can I have Enough. Yeah, because that's actually the win—is to feel like you have enough, You're content, and we should be trying to feel that feeling as yeah. opposed to all of these things that aren't actually going to emulate yeah. that feeling of enoughness. Yeah,
1: I wonder if that just comes to us naturally as just human beings. Because now I'm even thinking, just in a broader, you know, aspect where it's like even just humans—like we always want to just be the best. Yeah, you know, like even when it comes down to like you know, like even countries and stuff. It's like, we always want to have the best technology. We <laughs> yeah. want to just be the best. And yeah. it's like, are are we okay as people? Can we just like live? <laughs> I know. It's like in our
0: wiring. And it is. Body image and beauty. I mean, you got to be prettier. You got to be skinnier. You got to be this. You got to be the best. And it never, never it ends. Never ends. Mm-hmm. What is just one thing in general that has been transformative for you that is kind of your go-to statement or reminder or quote that yeah. you want people to take away?
1: You got this girly pop. You're enough. And again, like as long as you're giving 100% of what you have that day, then, you know, you're a rock star. You're the best. You know, you 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 are enough. And everything that you are putting out in the world, you are a light. You bring happiness to people's lives. And that's the most you could ever ask of
0: yourself. You know? I love that. I've got, let's see, what do I have today? I'd say I have 70% and I'm owning that 70. Yes, I love it. What Celebrate it.
1: Enough? Oh my gosh. I have, <laughs> girly, at this point of my trip, I think I have like 40%. And I'm going to have a drink about it. I'm going to be excited about it. Love that. Yeah. Okay. Should we go get lunch? Yes. Let's get some. Let's get some lunch. Perfect. Perfect.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of Real Pod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or a review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week, seeing behind the scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real.